0: For Henley's new Main View collection, all the luxuries and now seven-star energy efficiency, and halal home loans and investments with Hijaz. Australia versus Pakistan on SEN Test Cricket. SEN Test Cricket post game show for Host Plus with Adam Collins and Burnett Sunderason. Day two here at the G. The visitors 6'194 at the close after an inspired spell by Pat Cummins that leaves them 124 short of where Australia finished at 300. Do it again. Sorry, Pato. Okay. SEN Test Cricket for hosts plus Adam Collins, Brat Sunderace and Stumps Day 2 here at the GE Australia have reduced Pakistan to six one hundred and ninety-five by the close of play. They were all out themselves to 3.18 on the stroke of lunch, the extended first session where they lost six wickets. Make that seven wickets, wasn't it? With Labashain top scoring with 63, but the whole day was defined ultimately by Pat Cummins. An extraordinary spell, the court and bold to get rid of Shafiq when he was motoring on 62, knocking over Barbara arm with an absolute beauty, and now they're in a position to push home the advantage on day three. I want to say... We're running out of superlatives for Pat Cummins, but we can't say that. We can't afford to say that.
1: because he's going to keep doing these things, and we have to find superlatives to describe what he does. Uh, And look where the match situation was. Pakistan, one for 130. Looked like finally they were in a position from where they could put some pressure on Australia. And Shan Masood and Abdullah Shafiq were batting so smoothly, uh, without a worry in the world. And then he takes that catch. So reminiscent of the cotton ball he took of Azhar Ali. We were there in Lahore to turn that test match around and then the ball to Babar Azan I mean we've seen Pat Cummins produce so many balls that have gone into his highlight reel already just added one more to the mix Uh, beat him on the outside edge uh, got the outside edge last week here it was uh, through the gap uh,
0: beating this inside edge and hitting top of off and the game changed completely but that's Mm. what Pat Cummins does yeah that's right I mean after taking seven wickets yeah they lost Imam al Haq on the stroke of T which meant that they had to dig in a little bit. But they added 90 runs for that second wicket, and they were doing it at a pretty decent clip. We've seen the captain, Sham Massoud, talk a big game about how they want to play more aggressive cricket. He had an able partner in Abdullah Shafiq in that mission. They then lose 5 for 46, and look, Ian Smith made a great point in our commentary. You can't just win an hour or a session or half a day against Australia in this part of the world. You've got to win full days of cricket to make maximum impact and exert maximum pressure. And that's where Pakistan just aren't, at that stage of their development as yet? Look, we can sit here and rave about how well Pat Cummins bowled and uh,
1: that Josh Hazel would, would deliver to to Shaqeem. Yeah. But we also cannot ignore the shot that Shawn Masood played. You're right. Yeah. I mean, he's spoken about playing positive cricket. And, and there was a period when they were scoring a nearly 6-0 an after tea, and he was playing a, a, attacking cricket. But then to play a zero percentage shot with one hour to go on a day where uh, you could have ensured that it was Pakistan's day, to step out so early, lose your shape and try to hit Nathan Lynde bowling over the wicket against the turn over mid wicket. I mean the only thing you would have achieved was getting a leading edge or hitting it up in the air and getting caught and that's what happened. Uh, and he said, uh, he said before the match that he wanted to set the tone. He did it to an extent but he also set
0: the tone for that collapse that mm. was to follow. Yeah, great catch from Rizwan. Didn't get them going this morning, Pakistan. They had a couple of wickets by that point, but the snapple from Rizwan, from Alex Carey, symbolises how well they fielded. After dropping a couple of catches yesterday, they started red hot. Uh, their bowlers all stepped up. They used the second new ball really nicely. So Labashan top scoring was 63. Nobody had the chance to really go on with it. And as I say, they, they really did win the middle session as well in terms of making sure they had every opportunity to win the day, but that's not to be. So they come back tomorrow with so much pressure on Rizwan. He doesn't really feel pressure or, or express feeling under the pump, but on 29 not out batting with the bowlers, it'll have to be him getting them somewhere near lunch to get this game somewhere near parity. He's already made an impact. Uh, he's
1: got nearly 30 runs and he's attacked the Aussies. I mean, that shot, oh, he paid off by Pat Cummins, a six. Uh, very reminiscent of Virat Kohli against Haris Rauf on this very ground a uh, year back in the T20 World Cup. Uh, and I've really liked what Amir Jamal has shown. He was very impressive with the ball, got rid of Steve Smith yesterday, got rid of a well-set Manas Labushin with a beauty earlier in the day. Uh, and he's hung in there for 30 deliveries. And, uh, and a full credit to him. If he can just hang in there, and Hassan Ali is a fighter as well, and Rizwan scores quickly,
0: uh, Pakistan could still get close to that Australian total. And then, game on. All right, Baz, thanks for your company. Throughout the course of the day, our post-game show is for Host Plus. We'll be back with our coverage at 9 o'clock tomorrow. First of all, I believe will be 10 o'clock. And when we restart again, Pakistan will be six for 194. Good night from the Jeep.
2: Afridi pushes off from the top of his mark. He's in and bowls to Head. who
0: edges and he's caught at second slip.
2: Pushed to the ball. It flew. Afridi stands and celebrates both arms out. Freddy with a head of steam. He bowls to Labashane. who turns in the lead for his 50th run. And more away past mid-on beautifully timed off the blade it touches the boundary for four balls again marsh dances and does go straight marsh hammers it into the sight screen Labashane edges and he's caught at first slip Labashane is out in the last over of the old ball Amir Jamal has struck. Looking for a better line than that. Bowles, Carey drives. He's edged it. And Rizwan's taken a very fine catch. Leaping away to his right.
0: Fruity from the southern end. Bowles here. Mitchell Marsh driving out through, well, through gully in the end. He was trying to place it through point. Outside part of the blade. Four more for Marsh. Arms up. Bowling to Marsh who tries to drive expansively. Out to point. Great field position. He's gone. Point set, two-thirds of the way to the boundary.
2: Hassan bowls. Cummins
0: back the way to swing, Ooh. and he swung
2: lustily down the ground, over mid-on for four. Pat Cummins stares at the blade. He'll be hoping for a nice red cherry. Pat Cummins has the strike. He's on 13. Jamal is bowling to him. Pitched up, clipped up, into the deep, to deep backward square. It hangs for a long time, and the catch is taken. They're catching me. Bouncer. Line goes after it. Down to fine leg. Courts. Great catch again. What is going on? Mir Hamza, second terrific outfield catch. Stark with the urgings of the crowd. Shafiq is on 47. He flashes beautifully at a ball
0: through points. And it'll bring up the 50 in style. Cummins gets to the crease and bowls to complete the over. Back to it. Caught and bowls. Brilliant from the captain. And he gets... Abdullah Shafiq, just when he was becoming a real nuisance for the Aussies, caught and bowled for 62. Cummins bowls, Baba Ball! bowled. Cummins got right through
2: him. The prize scalp is taken in spectacular style. Pat Cummins has imposed himself on Pakistan. Mitch Marsh is in operation from the worn end, and Masood tucks him away to mid-wicket and brings up his half-century. He's on the move. He sliced the ball up into the air and Masuda will be out. It's a terrific catch. Mitch Marsh had to sit under the high ball and stare right into the sun. By the time he took the catch, he was flat in his back, but it was safe in his grasp. And Sean Masuda is out for 54. Lion gets his second.
0: Hazelwood bowls. And...
2: Oh, he's knocked
0: him over. Sword Shaquille had no idea what was going on there. Hazelwood on the angle around the wicket hits the seam and
2: bends back the off stump into the middle order and lower still to come. Rizwan swings hard and brilliantly backward square over the rope for six. Take that pat over the wicket. Goes to Salman who's chasing it, he's edging it, and it's into the gloves of Carey. Cummins has got
3: three. He has shaped things to his skill and his will. Nick Hockley, the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, joins us. Compliments of the season to you, Nick. Lovely to
4: see you. And you. Merry Christmas. Great to see you. We missed you in Perth. (laughs) Yes, it was ridiculous timing. What did you make of yesterday? Oh, look, I thought a really solid start. I think a a great day of Test cricket, albeit a bit rain affected. And uh, probably a, a a day for the purists. I thought the Pakistan attack... Slowed us down at times, and you know, just thrilled to have 62,000 come. I think if it had been blue sky days leading into Christmas and a, and a clear forecast, we'd have had between 70 and 80,000. But that said, the atmosphere was fantastic, really celebratory atmosphere, um, and I think everyone here. Really celebrating a wonderful year of of cricket and a wonderful year of test cricket. I was wondering, as Christmas Day was unfolding and no one could get out
3: into the backyard, is teams ride the weather? I wonder how an administrator rides the weather ahead of your feature day of the year.
4: Oh, it's the old cliche, isn't it? It's the thing you can't control. But you do think what could have been. Um, But, uh, you know, I think if we look forward, we've got the most incredible program coming up. So... Uh, and um, you know the the level of attendance is a really important barometer, barometer for the health of the game. So to have, as I say, over sixty thousand here, we look forward to uh, the Border Gavaskar Trophy next year, followed by the Ashes. So um, just really, yeah. And what we're seeing as well, um, the TV audiences are, are up year on year. Um, so it's credit to this team um, and. Uh, yeah, I do, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, a fantastic test match unfold, and I'd encourage everyone to get down get down to the MCG.
3: Can I run the crowd flow past you yesterday on my pet project? So there were 34,000 here for the first ball. There were 52,000 here at midday, and there were 62,000 here just after lunch. I suspect, do you think we start just a fraction too early at 10.30 on Boxing Day?
4: Well, I've just been to the most wonderful breakfast, uh, the MCG really Women g- Cricket uh, <laughs> breakfast, and... Um, Look, I mean, the great thing is we got to play through till 7pm last night. So even for those who had a bit of a line, I'm really thrilled that, and credit to the ground staff people got, got back on, but I know that's, uh, that's something you'll keep, keep adding advocating for, but tradition is a wonderful thing.
3: It wasn't always tradition. We used to start at 11 o'clock and then move to 10.30. So tradition is variable in these things.
4: Anyway, that said, you look. had two wonderful Big Bash matches to watch uh, yes. later, late, later on. We, we,
3: we did let an hour of good light go by between 7 and 8, though. Is we could have had another fifteen overs in the day's play. Anyway, I just thought that flow was really interesting. It's a big it's a big commitment to be here for ten thirty after the day before and thirty-four thousand people managed it, but your peak crowd was here between midday and twelve thirty. Um the oh, should the lights have gone on earlier yesterday? Were you looking at that at one stage thinking, flick the lights on, the towers everywhere?
4: Oh look, um, I think the the visibility was pretty pretty good. Uh, coming on, coming on late um, and uh, the, the you know the main thing i think is some really atmospheric conditions coming out this morning it's you know it's still a little bit muggy so um, you know it all, it all, all adds to the all adds to the contest you were deeply involved with Usman Khawaja in the lead up
3: to this test were you disappointed that the icc knocked back what was a very artful compromise around
4: the dove look i think the main thing is um, we were kind of and put a lot of time and effort and sat down I sat down with Uzi face to face last Friday to work through and really understand what he was trying to achieve what he was trying to, to say um, and I think I've said uh, through the week that you know, the ICC has rules, I think they're there for uh, good reason, so we have to respect that, um, for me uh, it was the process um, you know, understanding really more about um, you know, what Uzi wants to say and you know, I think what was clear is that it's non-partisan, apolitical, non-religious, um, that he's a real passionate believer in, in human rights, and he'll, he'll continue to advocate uh, over his own channels, and we fully support that. Did you, just for clarity, Did, did you, were you supportive of Usman's dove
3: with the UN resolution? Were, was, were you actively part of asking the, the ICC to approve that?
4: Yeah, so a precondition of the regulations is that the Home Board supports and we provided that support. Is there any further
3: manoeuvring to be done for Usman or is he cornered now?
4: Oh, look, I think the ICC have considered it on its merits and that's, uh, that's for them. I know, uh, speaking to Usman, he's now just firmly focused on the cricket. So the nature of protesting
3: is to then rail against what's put in front of you. What happens if Usman does put the sticker on his bat at some stage in a test match?
4: Um, so given that it's not permitted, there would, I believe, be sanctions. But again, that is for the ICC. Yeah. Is
3: is Usman satisfied with the support that you've offered him personally and broadly?
4: Um, I mean, I can't speak for Uzzy, but certainly he said that's what he said. So he said so to, to me personally. Um, I mean, he absolutely has our uh, support as to the, the, the whole squad and... Um, I think he made some comments to that, to that effect. So the main thing is there's been a really constructive dialogue. We're in very regular contact. Um, and I think you know, Uzi's been respectful throughout. Is he right to point out that there are exceptions for other players and various other causes? I think it has um, shone a bit of a light on that. And um, you know, no doubt that'll be something we can talk about uh, at upcoming ICC meetings. As I said, I think the rules are there for good good reason. Uh, We respect the rules and I think it it is fair that they're consistently applied.
3: It's been a bit happening in the BBL. Was the the Tom
4: Curran suspension of four matches warranted? Well, certainly the Integrity Commission sat twice um, and uh, so absolutely yes. Uh, Respecting the umpires, match officials and respect throughout the game uh, is absolutely core to cricket and uh, I was pleased that Tom, in the end, showed a level of remorse. Um, you know, some would argue that could have come a bit a bit sooner. Um, but, um, yeah, I've got full confidence in our integrity processes. Uh, and uh, as such, I think that the, the sanction was absolutely appropriate. Um, that said, you know, um, he has said sorry, and we're looking forward to him coming back playing. Yeah. Were you troubled by the image of a player uh, treating
3: an umpire in such a manner?
4: Oh, absolutely, and it's not just at the elite level, at every level of the game. Uh, yeah, respect is, if you read the spirit of cricket, the laws of cricket, um, it's fundamental throughout, and, uh, you know, I just encourage, you know, I think respect is, is critical to the, to the fabric of the game. Yeah. Um, the match at Geelong wasn't able to be rescheduled. Uh, are you a victim of timing on that front? Yeah, I think when you look at the... Um, yeah, one of the great things about the Big Bash League, it's action-packed, it's condensed, um, and when we looked at trying to find, from a logistical perspective, um, both of those teams are all over the country, and uh, yeah, in the end, it was the most pro- practical thing to do to share the points. Is that going to hurt Geelong's prospect of hosting future matches? Well, I think there's an investigation underway. I think it's got uh, everyone on notice that you know, they, that type of thing uh, shouldn't happen. I mean, I think now with... Uh, you know, the covers, the technology, uh, with weather forecasting technology, um, it was really unfortunate, and, you know, I hope that we don't see any kind of occurrence of that ever again in the future. Was it definitely the right call to, to call the match off on the night? Again, that's for the, um, for the match referees, for the umpires, but safety uh, is paramount, and um, just looking at it as a layperson on TV, there was quite a bit of variable bounce, so... You know, again, full confidence in the in the match referees to make the right decision on that. Have you seen the Moses Enriquez catch from last night? I haven't. Okay, oh, that's that's
3: one for you later in the day to. Oh, I did the catch the very debate. end.
4: I did catch the the very end of the game, and uh, great to see another last over finish at the SCG. Yeah, yeah, it. Um
3: it's just got the right number of after a slow burn, I think you need the talking points out of each game and and that 's certainly one of those today is to how the how the laws were applied and the wash up to the crowds in perth so the first two days were highly promising and then the weekend felt disappointing
4: what was what was your overall view well we um, certainly uh, put a lot of emphasis in uh, a lot of PR a lot of promotion and um, if we compare to previous test matches against Pakistan in Perth, we were up 40%. Um, so we feel that it's a uh, we're on the right track. Uh, I have to say, being there, the experience in that stadium is absolutely first rate. Uh, yeah, wonderful amenities, very comfortable, incredible view of the pitch. You feel you're right on the pitch, even though you're in a very big stadium. Uh, and um, so I think we're very much on 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 the right trajectory, and I think we can look forward to some really Big and healthy crowds for India and then for for, against England. And, um, I mean, there's no doubt in Perth. They love that stadium. They love their cricket. We saw 42,000 watching the Scorchers last night, which I think is an all-time record for a group BBL game, a regular season BBL game in Perth. So... um, yeah, I think uh, great to see so many cricket fans voting with their feet in WA.
3: That would leave me with the nagging. OK, so why aren't they supporting the Test match in quite such numbers, particularly at a time where it feels like they, they, they've been put at the, the end of the pointy end of it, is get out there and support your Test match?
4: Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, if you look back over time, the whack of ground iconic, but, you know, the... Uh, capacity depending on you know, how many people they let onto the hill was you know, anywhere between high teens and 20,000 so you know that's the that is the type of capacity that has been used to so I think the main thing is is that we um, test cricket becomes a ritual going to up to stadium to Perth stadium uh, becomes a bit more of a ritual I think the more people get to experience it, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience and I think they'll, they'll keep coming back. So I, I feel like particularly
3: relevant, our two teams at the moment are the Matildas and the Australian cricket team in all that's been achieved this year. So the Matildas are, are selling out in a, in a rock concert kind of way. They, they're selling out just because they're performing. So that's 12 matches in a row and the Marvel game, which was announced, sold out in a very short period of time. It hasn't actually mattered who they're playing. So they sold out Optus Stadium against very poor opposition but it was the show in a way. It was the chance to see them. Have we, have we got that with the Australian cricket team? Is, that, is, is there an element of frustration well, in, a, in this celebratory summer? Why aren't more people just coming to see them for who they are rather than necessarily who they're playing against?
4: Well, I think cricket's unique. And then we've got the three formats of the game and they appeal to different audiences. Uh, I mean, I was lucky I had my family with me here yesterday, and they had a good day running around. But will my 12-year-old and 8-year-old daughters sit through four days, five days of test cricket? Probably not. Um, will they come to every Big Bash they can, game they can go to? Yes, they will. So I think you need to look at things in aggregate. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's where cricket is um, unique, fortunate, special, in that we've got something for everyone. So... Um, you know, I think as for, for the for the Matildas and the Australian um, uh, women's cricket team, I mean, I think uh, I speak to colleagues across all sports. Yeah, we remember here in 2020, we had a full house. Uh, we've still got the highest attendance for women's sporting event in, in, in Australia. Um, so I think that level of competitive, healthy competitiveness between us. And you've seen from the WBBL, Uh, this year for the first time we had a stadium series so absolutely our ambition whether that's for international cricket or women's big bash league is to fill major stadiums.
3: Do you share uh, Alyssa Healy's desire for the women to play more test matches which feels like it's been a disconnect between the administrators of cricket around the world and the teams
4: themselves who would
3: dearly love a bit more of it?
4: Well I've been a strong advocate for multi-format series I'm delighted now that we've got three in quick succession uh, with South Africa later in the season. So uh, we'll be playing a Test match at the Wacker Ground and then obviously the return Ashes next Australian summer. Um, so uh, absolutely an advocate for playing more Test cricket. I feel that as part of a multi-format series, it gives great context to, to that. Um, I um, It was great watching the Test match in India, a uh, real contest. Uh, you could see how it tested um, both sides. Uh, compelling, compelling viewing. Um, and, you know, I think probably some of Alyssa's comments is that they, you know, as they got into the match, they got more into every session and there was probably thinking there was a bit of unfinished business. So I think it's 40 years um, since the last uh, Australia-India test match. Um, I, Karen Rolton spoke this morning, um, you know, an absolute great to the game, never played a test match in in India so um, we'll keep advocating for more test cricket as part of multi-format and then um, you know maybe that's something in the future that we can think about a key marquee series going to going to three tests because as with the men's I mean I saw Mitch Stark's comments uh, recently you know I think test match is the pinnacle. Nick
3: good to see you enjoy the rest of Melbourne and we'll catch up again in Sydney. Fantastic thanks Jared.